0: Volume two, chapter fourteen of Emma by Jane Austen. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. mrs Elton was first seen at church; but though devotion might be interrupted, curiosity could not be satisfied by a bride in a pew, and it must be left for the visits in form which were then to be paid, to settle whether she were very pretty indeed, or only rather pretty, or not pretty at all. Emma had feelings less of curiosity than of pride or propriety to make her resolve on not being the last to pay her respects, and she made a point of Harriet's going with her, that the worst of the business might be gone through as soon as possible. She could not enter the house again, could not be in the same room to which she had with such vain artifice retreated three months ago to lace up her boot without recollecting. A thousand vexatious thoughts would recur, compliments, charades, and horrible blunders. And it was not to be supposed that poor Harriet should not be recollecting too. But she behaved very well, and was only rather pale and silent. The visit was, of course, short, and there was so much embarrassment and occupation of mind to shorten it that emma would not allow herself entirely to form an opinion of the lady and on no account to give one beyond the nothing-meaning terms of being elegantly dressed and very pleasing she did not really like her she would not be in a hurry to find fault but she suspected that there was no real elegance ease but not elegance she was almost sure that for a young woman a stranger a bride there was too much ease her person was rather good her face not unpretty but neither feature nor air nor voice nor manner were elegant emma thought at least it would turn out so as for mr elton his manners did not appear but no she would not permit a hasty or a witty word from herself about his manners It was an awkward ceremony at any time to be receiving wedding visits, and a man need be all grace to acquit himself well through it. The woman was better off. She might have the assistance of fine clothes and the privilege of bashfulness, but the man had only his good sense to depend upon, and when she considered how peculiarly unlucky poor Mr. Elton was in being in the same room at once, with the woman he had just married, the woman he wanted to marry— and the woman whom he had been expected to marry she must allow him to have the right to look as little wise and to be as much affectedly and as little really easy as could be well miss woodhouse said harriet when they had quitted the house and after waiting in vain for her friend to begin
1: well miss woodhouse
0: with a gentle sigh
1: what do you think of her is not she very charming
0: there was a little hesitation in emma's
1: answer oh yes very a very pleasing young woman i think her beautiful quite beautiful very nicely dressed indeed a remarkably elegant gown i am not at all surprised that he should have fallen in love oh no there is nothing to surprise one at all a pretty fortune and she came in his way i dare say returned harriet
0: sighing again
1: i dare say she was very much attached to him perhaps she might but it is not every man's fate to marry the woman who loves him best miss hawkins perhaps wanted a home and thought this the best offer she was likely to have yes
0: said harriet earnestly
1: and well, she might nobody could ever have a better well i wish them happy with all my heart and now miss woodhouse i do not think i shall mind seeing him again he is just as superior as ever to being married you know it is quite a different thing no indeed miss woodhouse Need not be afraid i can sit and admire him now without any great misery to know that he has not thrown himself away is such a comfort she does seem such a charming young woman just what he deserves happy creature he called her augusta how delightful
0: when the visit was returned emma made up her mind she could then see more and judge better for harriet's happening not to be at hartfield and her father's being present to engage mr elton she had a quarter of an hour of the lady's conversation to herself and could composedly attend to her and the quarter of the hour convinced her that mrs elton was a vain woman extremely well satisfied with herself and thinking much of her own importance that she meant to shine and be very superior but with manners which had been formed in a very bad school pert and familiar that all her notions were drawn from one set of people and one style of living that if not foolish she was ignorant and that her society would certainly do mr elton no good harriet would have been a better match if not wise or refined herself she would have connected him with those who were but miss hawkins it might be fairly supposed from her easy conceit had been the best of her own set. The rich brother in law near Bristol was the pride of the alliance, and his place and his carriages were the pride of him. The very first subject after being seated was Maple Grove. My brother, Mr. Suckling's seat. A comparison of Hartfield to Maple Grove. The grounds of Hartfield were small, but neat and pretty, and the house was modern and well built mrs elton seemed most favourably impressed by the size of the room the entrance and all that she could see or imagine very like maple grove indeed she was quite struck by the likeness that room was the very shape and size of the morning room at maple grove her sister's favourite room mr elton was appealed to was it not astonishing like she could really almost fancy herself at maple grove
2: and the staircase "'You know, as I came in, I observed how very like the staircase was, "'placed in exactly the same part of the house. "'I really could not help exclaiming. "'I assure you, Miss Woodhouse, it is very delightful to me "'to be reminded of a place I am so extremely partial to as Maple Grove. "'I have spent so many happy months there.'
0: "'With a sigh of sentiment.'
2: Ugh, "'A charming place, undoubtedly. "'Everybody was seen it is struck by its beauty.' but to me it has been quite a home whenever you are transplanted like me miss woodhouse you will understand how very delightful it is to meet with anything at all like what one has left behind i always say it is quite one of the evils of matrimony
0: emma made as slight a reply as she could but it was fully sufficient for mrs elton who only wanted to be talking herself
2: so extremely like maple grove and it is not merely the house the grounds i assure you as far as i could observe are strikingly like the laurels at maple grove are in the same profusion as here and stand very much in the same way just across the lawn and i had a glimpse of a fine large tree with a bench around it which put me so exactly in mind my brother and sister will be enchanted with this place People who have extensive grounds themselves are always pleased with anything in the same style.
0: Emma doubted the truth of this sentiment. She had a great idea that people who had extensive grounds themselves cared very little for the extensive grounds of anybody else. But it was not worth while to attack an error so double dyed, and therefore only said in reply,
1: When you have seen more of this country, I am afraid you will think you have overrated Hartfield surrey is full of beauties oh
2: yes i am quite aware of that it is the garden of england
1: you know surrey is the garden of england yes but we must not rest our claims on that distinction many counties i believe are called the garden of england as well as surrey
0: no i fancy not replied mrs elton with a most satisfied smile
2: i never heard any county but surrey called so
0: emma was silenced
2: "'My brother and sister have promised us a visit in the spring, or summer at the farthest,'
0: continued Mrs. Elton.
2: "'And that will be our time for exploring. While they are with us we shall explore a great deal, I dare say. They will have their Bruges-Landau, of course, which holds four perfectly, and therefore, without saying anything of our carriage, we should be able to explore the different beauties extremely well.' they would hardly come in their chaise i think at that season of the year indeed when the time draws on i shall decidedly recommend their bringing the barouche landau it will be so very much preferable when people come into a beautiful country of this sort you know miss woodhouse one naturally wishes them to see as much as possible and mr suckling is extremely fond of exploring we explored de king's Weston twice last summer in that way most delightfully Just after their having the Barouche Landau. You have so many parties of that kind here, I suppose, Miss Woodhouse,
1: every summer? No, not immediately here. We are rather out of distance of the very striking beauties which attract the sort of parties you speak of, and we are a very quiet set of people, I believe, more disposed to stay at home than engage in schemes of pleasure.
2: Ah, there is nothing like staying at home for real comfort. Nobody can be more devoted to home than I am. I was quite a proverb for it at maple grove many a time as selina said when she has been going into bristol i really cannot get this girl to move from the house i absolutely must go in by myself though i hate being stuck up in the barouche landau without a companion but augusta i believe with her own good will would never stir beyond the park paling many a time has she said so and yet i am no advocate for entire seclusion i think on the contrary When people shut themselves up entirely from society, it is a very bad thing, and that it is much more advisable to mix in the world in a proper degree, without living in it either too much or too little. I perfectly understand your situation, however, Miss Woodhouse.
0: Looking towards Mr. Woodhouse.
2: Your father's state of health must be a great drawback. Why does he not try bath? "'Indeed he should. Let me recommend Bath to you.
1: I assure you, I have no doubt of it's doing Mr. Woodhouse good.' "'My father tried it more than once, formerly, but without receiving any benefit. And Mr. Perry, whose name I dare say is not unknown to you, does not conceive it would be at all more likely to be useful now.' "'Ah, that is a great pity. For I assure you, Miss
2: Woodhouse, where the waters do agree, it is quite wonderful the relief they give.' In my bath-life I have seen such instances of it, and it is so cheerful a place that it could not fail of being used to Mr. Woodhouse's spirits, which, I understand, are sometimes much depressed. And as to its recommendations to you, I fancy I need not take much pains to dwell on them. The advantages of bath to the young are pretty generally understood. It would be a charming introduction for you, who have lived so secluded a life— and I could immediately secure you some of the best society in the place. A line from me would bring you a little host of acquaintance, and my particular friend, Mrs. Partridge, the lady I have always resided with when in Bath, would be most happy to show you any attentions and would be the very person for you to go into public with.
0: It was as much as Emma could bear without being impolite. The idea of her being indebted to Mrs. Elton for what was called an introduction. Of her going into public under the auspices of a friend of Mrs Elton's, probably some vulgar, dashing widow who, with the help of a boarder, just made a shift to live. The dignity of Miss Woodhouse of Hartfield was sunk indeed. She restrained herself, however, from any of the reproofs she could have given, and only thanked Mrs Elton coolly. But their going to Bath was quite out of the question, and she was not perfectly convinced that the place might suit her better than her father but then to prevent farther outrage and indignation changed the subject directly
1: i do not ask whether you are musical mrs elton upon these occasions a lady's character generally precedes her and highbury has long known that you are a superior performer
2: oh no indeed i must protest against any such idea a superior performer very far from it i assure you consider from how partial a quarter your information came i am dotingly fond of music passionately fond and my friends i am not entirely devoid of taste but as to anything else upon my honour my performance is mediocre to the last degree you miss woodhouse i well know play delightfully i assure you it has been the greatest satisfaction comfort and delight to me to hear what a musical society i am got into i absolutely cannot do without music it is a necessity of life to me and having always been used to a very musical society both at maple grove and in bath it would have been a most serious sacrifice i honestly said as much to mr e when he was speaking of my future home and expressing his fears lest the retirement of it should be disagreeable and the inferiority of the house too knowing what i had been accustomed to of course he was not wholly without apprehension when he was speaking of it in that way i honestly said that the world i could give up parties balls plays for i had no fear of retirement blessed with so many resources within myself the world was not necessary to me i could do very well without it to those who had no resources it was a different thing but my resources made me quite independent and as to smaller sized rooms than i had been used to i really could not give it a thought i hoped i was perfectly equal to any sacrifice of that description certainly i had been accustomed to every luxury at maple grove but i did assure him that two carriages were not necessary to my happiness nor were spacious apartments but said i to be quite honest i do not think i can live without something of a musical society i condition for nothing else but without music life would be a blank to me
1: we cannot suppose
0: said emma smiling
1: that mr elton would hesitate to assure you of there being a very musical society in highbury and i hope you will not find he has outstepped the truth more than may be pardoned in consideration of the motive
2: no indeed i have no doubt at all on that head i am delighted to find myself in such a circle i hope we shall have many sweet little concerts together I think, Miss Woodhouse, you and I must establish a musical club, and have regular weekly meetings at your house or ours. Will not it be a good plan? If we exert ourselves, I think we shall not be long in want of allies. Something of that nature would be particularly desirable for me, as an inducement to keep me in practice, for married women, you know, there is a sad story against them in general.
1: They are but too apt to give up music.' but you who are so extremely fond of it there can be no danger surely i should hope not but
2: really when i look around among my acquaintance i tremble selina has entirely given up music never touches the instrument though she played sweetly and the same may be said of mrs jeffreys Clara partridge that was and of the two milmans now mrs bird and mrs james cooper and of more than i can enumerate Upon my word, it is enough to put one in a fright. I used to be quite angry with Selina. But really, I begin now to comprehend that a married woman has many things to call her attention. I believe I was half an hour this morning
1: shut up with my housekeeper. But everything of that kind, said Emma, will soon be in so regular a train.
0: Well, said Mrs. Elton, laughing, we shall see. Emma, finding her so determined upon neglecting her music, had nothing more to say and after a moment's pause mrs elton chose another subject we have been calling at randall's said she
2: and found them both at home and very pleasant people they seem to be i like them extremely mr weston seems an excellent creature quite a first-rate favorite with me already i assure you and she appears so truly good there is something so motherly and kind-hearted about her that it wins upon one directly she was your governess i think
0: emma was almost too much astonished to answer but mrs elton hardly waited for the affirmative before she went on having understood as much
2: i was rather astonished to find her so very lady-like but she is really quite
1: the gentlewoman mrs weston's manners said emma were always particularly good their propriety simplicity and elegance would make them the safest model for any young woman and who
0: do you think came in while we were there emma was quite at a loss the tone implied some old acquaintance and how could she possibly guess knightley continued mrs elton
2: knightley himself was it not lucky for not being within when he called the other day i had never seen him before and of course as so particular a friend of mr e's i had a great curiosity my friend knightley had been so often mentioned that i was really impatient to see him and i must do my corresposer the justice to say that he need not be ashamed of his friend knightley is quite the gentleman i like him very much decidedly i think a very gentlemanlike man
0: happily it was now time to be gone they were off and emma could breathe
1: insufferable woman was her immediate exclamation worse than i had supposed absolutely insufferable Nightly. i could not have believed it Nightly. never seen him in her life before and call him knightly and discover that he is a gentleman a little upstart vulgar being, with her Mr. E., and her caro sposo, and her resources, in all her airs of pert pretension and underbred finery, actually to discover that Mr. Knightley is a gentleman. I doubt whether he will return the compliment, and discover her to be a lady. I could not have believed it! And to propose that she and I should unite to form a musical club, one would fancy we were bosom friends! And Mrs. Weston!— astonished that the person who had brought me up should be a gentlewoman worse and worse i never met with her equal much beyond my hopes harriet is disgraced by any comparison oh what would frank churchill say to her if he were here how angry and how diverted he would be ah there i am thinking of him directly always the first person to be thought of how i catch myself out frank churchill comes as regularly into my mind
0: all this ran so glibly through her thoughts that by the time her father had arranged himself after the bustle of the elton's departure and was ready to speak she was very tolerably capable of attending
3: well my dear
0: he deliberately began
3: considering we never saw her before she seems a very pretty sort of young lady and i dare say she was very much pleased with you she speaks a little too quick A little quickness of voice there is which rather hurts the ear, but I believe I am nice. I do not like strange voices, and nobody speaks like you, and poor Miss Taylor. However, she seems a very obliging, pretty-behaved young lady, and no doubt will make him a very good wife, though I think he had better not have married." i made the best excuses i could for not having been able to wait on him and mrs elton on this happy occasion i said that i hoped i should in the course of the summer but i ought to have gone before not to wait upon a bride is very remiss ah it shews what a sad invalid i am but i do not like the corner into vicarage lane
1: i dare say your apologies were accepted sir mr elton knows you
3: Yes, but a young lady, a bride. I ought to have paid my respects to her, if possible. It was being very deficient.
1: But, my dear papa, you are no friend to matrimony, and therefore why should you be so anxious to pay your respects to a bride? It ought to be no recommendation to you. It is encouraging people to marry if you make so much of them.
3: No, my dear, I never encouraged anybody to marry but i would always wish to pay every proper attention to a lady and a bride especially is never to be neglected more is avowedly due to her a bride you know my dear is always the first in company let the others be who they may
1: well papa if this is not encouragement to marry i do not know what is and i should never have expected you to be lending your sanction to such vanity-baits for poor young ladies
3: My dear, you do not understand me. This is a matter of mere common politeness and good breeding, and has nothing to do with any encouragement to people to marry.
0: Emma had done. Her father was growing nervous, and could not understand her. Her mind returned to Mrs. Elton's offences, and long, very long, did they occupy her. End of volume two, chapter fourteen of Emma.